We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 220. I'm Rando. And I'm Shara. And wait, where's Corey? We're missing a person. Yeah, well, we talked about this last week. Corey is in the cave. This is Memorial Day weekend. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. And uh, let so me tell you. until 10. Let me tell you, Shara, the traffic in this town is insane. You know what's weird, though? What? It hasn't been all that bad at Silver Dollar City. Seriously? Friday was super busy. Saturday, which we thought would be packed, yeah, was not. I mean, it was busy, but it was not like a normal Saturday. Because normally, like 25,000 or 30,000 people yeah, just... I think they hit like 13,000 for that Saturday. That's really weird. And now today has been busier, but just not like what they thought. Interesting. But my thing was like, doesn't everybody go to the lake and have cookouts? On Memorial Day weekend, exactly. That that's what I was thinking too. I, I mean, mean, that's what we always did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of activities going around. The weather has been absolutely beautiful. It was perfect today. Yeah. I I want to talk about the weather in a little bit, but <laughs> now the lake was busy today. Really? Okay. Now um, I wasn't there. Our church had our our annual church picnic after this afternoon. Um, and so when I crossed over Table Rock Dam, of course, I mean, boats Were everywhere. Were you at Dewey Shore? Is that what you went? We went to Table Rock State Park. Okay. Okay. Way down there. Gotcha. And so, um, and we went down to the water at one point, like down where the boat ramps are and the docks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just nonstop, constant flow of boats wow. in and out and in wow. and out. And it was busy. And the thing is, it was super windy. So the water was it really ha- choppy. It has been breezy. I mean, we are under... Uh, uh, advisory criteria. I mean, usually if it's sustained 35 or whatever with occasional occasional gusts to like 40 or 45, they will issue a wind advisory. But I, I read in the uh, area forecast discussion, we're right underneath that criteria. So that's why I'm calling it breezy. And, you know, the, the lake is white capping. I went... It was- um, to uh, Forsyth, I played a little bit of disc golf today, but 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 the water you can tell on Taney Como. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. not white capping, but it's it, we did it's one busy. of them old fashioned baptism services where oh, did we you? went down to the water. Ah, I like and, it. And um, it it was hard, like for the pastor to just <laughs> right there. I mean, just on shore, just waiting out a little bit. The waves were crashing in so hard. Oh, really? It was hard for them to stand there. Oh my god! And be able to keep their balance and not fall well, in. Well, how far out do they go? They don't go out just very far. far enough to where they're like waist deep. Oh, okay, that's yeah. not that. I far. mean, so he was really just a few feet from the shore, but wow. I mean, and that's where the waves get 
rougher though because they're white capping and they're exactly falling yeah. in on them. But, but but the advantage is you're on Table Rock, so the the water temperature is much warmer. Oh, much warmer than Danny Gomo. Oh yeah. Now see if Corey was here, we, he would tell us all the water temperatures exactly. And exactly. I don't I don't know where to go. Well, to the water they opened our pool Saturday. Oh, tell me about that. Okay. And um, the temperature in our pool is currently the level of Danny Gomo. So so it's really cold, right? <laughs> Literally like freezing. You put your foot in, you can barely touch your toe to it. And it, it hurts. And, you know, I took the kids and eventually my feet, I just had my feet dangling yeah. and, you know, until they went numb. And then I went a little <laughs> bit further and I just had my legs dangling the whole time. And I kept telling the kids, I'm like, no, just jump in. Eventually you go numb and you don't even care anymore. It's funny you say that because, <laughs> I, okay, I got a little funny story to tell. Um, <laughs> two days ago, I went with my buddy, Phil, we went to Empire Park. Uh, it was breezy, and Phil made a what we call a grip lock when you throw it. In other words, it doesn't go straight. It goes way to where you don't want to go, like way right. Went way into Lake Taney Como, oh, and no. he is obsessed about this disc. Do he, they float? Uh, no. <laughs> but Bye-bye disc. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I told him. I mean, it's not... Actually, I kind of exaggerate. It's not way out, but it's like maybe uh, about four or five feet out into from the shore. So you could probably see it. You can probably get it. And he spent like 20 minutes out there the other day trying to get this disc out because he's like, I want to get this disc. And I'm like, let's go play. We can I get would back. never be able to get in that water. Well, well, but I say that <laughs> to say this. That was two days ago. Today, he said, I'm getting in my car. I'm going and get it. I got my swim trunks on. I got my water shoes. He spent like 30 40 minutes in the water. I have a picture. I mean, Taney Como has a current. It, it'll just move away. Well, it's, but it's kind of a, it's kind of in a cove. I mean, there's lots of coves, you mm, know what okay. I mean? So it's, it's not in the main Wouldn't flow. would go too far. But he literally, so he told me he was doing that. I was like, you know, I think I'll go out there and I'll play the back nine while you look for your disc or whatever. And I did, and he never found it, but it was like literally, but he said he got in and he said, okay, I'm acclimating. So now my, my feet are, are like numb, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then I go in a little further. Now my knees are numb and I go into my, now my belly button. Okay. Now that's numb. <laughs> because honestly, <laughs> they tell you if you fall into Taney Combo, it's kind of a shock to your system. Really? And they tell you to oh. get out and get you know, covered up and towels and stuff immediately. And <laughs> at Canacuck, you know, they oh, are yeah, right there Taney on Taney Como. Right. And they have a diving board that dives into Taney Como. And I have watched those kids jump off that into that water so many times. And it's like, how? It isn't, there's, it's never going to be hot enough that I'm ever going to want to jump into 40 degree water. No, no. No, I mean, Taney Combo is like, always going to be cold. That's I mean. like a SeaWorld, like the Shamu tank, you know? They have to wear a full wetsuit to be able to handle exactly. that water temperature. Exactly. Well, you know, the advantage <laughs> that you have, you have a pool. So yes. you can go to the pool. Now, eventually that's going to, like, warm up and warm up and But warm I up. love lake. Like, I love swimming at the lake. Yeah, I don't. It just kind of freaks me out because I don't know what's at the bottom because I can't I see it. I cannot go where I can't see my feet. Yeah, Okay. That's table why rock, I don't <laughs> t- Table Rock, thankfully, is yeah, it, so it's fairly, pretty yeah, it's crystal clear. clear. Yeah. So you can see. But yeah, I don't like to go out in the middle and swim. But like right there on the shore, I don't mind just wading. And something just about lake water just, it's calming. I don't, I don't know. know. There's like amoebas and protozoa and type of stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> well, it's certainly been warm enough. And I, we've been uh, uh, posting on our site. About the temperatures in the 80s, it's been beautiful. I mean, the temperatures have been absolutely awesome. 
out there. And we had that little, that big rain event. I'm like, okay, we just need a break. And finally it broke. We've got high pressure moving in. Two days ago, high pressure was here. You remember how clear it was? You could see for mm-hmm. miles. Well, that was high pressure was right over us. Now we're in kind of more of a southwesterly flow. That's bringing in some more moisture. Temperatures are going up. That's why it's kind of eh. And we're going to last until Tuesday night. So you got tomorrow, which is Memorial Day, going to be fantastic. Yay. In Branson, uh, Area Lakes, the high in the middle to maybe upper 80s. Full sunshine, little little breezy. You know, we talked about. I mean, not stupid breezy. Yeah, you know, not horribly cold. But. Yeah, <clears throat> it's good. But then Tuesday night, Tuesday night, a little pattern shift coming in. We've got some uh, activity. Uh, showers and thunderstorms are probably going to pick up overnight Tuesday uh, night into Wednesday. Now I got to tell you, the storm predictions that oh puberty. <coughs> okay there. <coughs> okay, I got to talk down here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the storm prediction center on day four. Okay, so day four would be Wednesday, because you always count today as day one. So today is Sunday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They have southwest Missouri and Oklahoma in a a severe potential. So we're going to kind of watch that. Um, There's a lot of severe weather going on up north, North Dakota. Now, Tuesday, it's coming down into Kansas, maybe west central Missouri. I mean, there's like an enhanced risk of severe weather. And that's a cold front coming down so we're gonna kind of wait until tomorrow to really start looking at that i mean Corey always has his model minute uh i'm not going to really get into the models right now because i was gonna have him call yeah. in and do his model and do minute, the model minute but he was he is in the cave right now he said he was going in the cave oh my gosh. Box, so. and you said till 10 <clears throat> they're open till 10 yeah oh my gosh well good for him so we're having fun i mean yeah we're fine. Yeah. Now, Garen was going to come tonight. Garen was going to. He was so excited to come. But, oh. but what right. happened? Tell me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, he decided to come, and I was like, well, you can't. you got to watch the kids. But I was like, oh, wait. Grayson gets off at 4.30. He could watch him. No. Grayson, Grayson said no. Grayson. Well, he says he had plans with yeah. friends. So. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, well. We'll see. But Garen was so excited to come. <laughs> well, you know, there's going to be a chance. We'll get... He'll get, get Grant to come and watch the kids. Well, I called Grant too. But oh, you he, did? He's at work and he won't get home until about one thirty in the morning. So. Oh no, I can't do the podcast. Yeah. I, I tried them both. <laughs> believe me, and I was stuck. But you were stuck, but that's okay. Anywho, but, but also he'll get here eventually. Yeah. Oh, I know. But actually, last week Corey even said we have to watch June first. That's is June first the. Wednesday or Tuesday? Tuesday is the 31st, so Wednesday. So it was the first. Okay, Corey nailed it last week because he said we got to watch June 1st. That's exactly what's coming in. Uh, so that's good. Um, now, he was flooded out of the cave the last several days. And yeah, is that down? Or today is that... was the first day they were able to do full tours. Okay, so, so the they water. They did half tours all week. So that means that you just go down and then you just come right back. I mean, yeah, they go down to where I haven't gone yet. You say I I need to go and I, I haven't say gone I yet. need to go and I doubt I'll ever get you down there. Well, I don't know that. I think you're gonna as long it as out. I can ride the tram, I'm okay. I mean, I can't make any promises. <laughs> we'll have to go on a stretch where there's a drought. It has broken down on me before to where we had to turn around and walk back out, but. <clears throat> well, then I won't have to get on the treadmill. So he showed me. <laughs> I went. Uh, me and Griffin went. Yeah. A week or so ago. Grivinger, four-year-old, right? Five. Five-year-old. He just turned okay. five. Yeah. Um, we went on the cave tour just a week or so ago. And it'd been a while since I'd been through there. And the last time I went, we had to turn around um, because there was lightning in the area. So we had to turn around and come back out the hard way. 
So Gosh. it had been a while since I'd been all the way through. And so when he talks about the waterfall room being flooded, yeah, I always was like, I mean, I know I get it. It's flooded. But like to see it, to understand the level of flooding. Okay, cause, oh, really? So there's okay. A, so you walk through the waterfall room, and it's a natural waterfall that's in the cave. So, so you actually go, and you can walk through the and waterfall And so room. you're okay. on a ramp, kind of, you know, up above. So the whole room, Corey says, is 50 feet. Oh, right, right. Floor to ceiling, 50 like, feet. Like five stories. <clears throat> yeah, okay. And so you're at, you're up like halfway on a ramp. And used to, um, you could they would go down and you would actually go to the bottom and the waterfall would be falling and you could be at the bottom. But it's been kind of holding water down there, so they haven't been going down there. Okay. But you're about halfway up going across a walkway through there to get across the water. So you stop and you go, oh, pretty waterfall. All right. And you keep on walking. Okay, so you can look down and you can look up. When it's flooded, you cannot even get to that walkway. It is flooded all the way to the ceiling. Oh my god! So you get to this point where the stairs are, and they they go down a little bit to go into the waterfall room. It's just water; you can't see the railing. You can't see. So there's a lot of water. It holds a lot wow. of water. Wow! Because he because he talks about the flay the, the flay the the, the <laughs> that that was cave and flood at the same time flay <laughs> flame <laughs> the cave flame of flame. <laughs> Exactly. But the cave being flooded, it's really flooded. Like the then. first couple of days, they were still able to get all the way through. Okay. It was flooded, but not up to the walkway. Okay. So, so you can, that's why you mean you can do a half tour. Well, no, that oh, was no. still a full tour oh, because okay. that room wasn't completely flooded. Gotcha. You could gotcha. still get across the walkway. The water was under you. I mean, okay. It was flooded, but not up above the walkway. But then the next day, it was to the ceiling. And so, yeah, for three days, I think... I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they did half tours wow. to where you go to that point of where you can't go any further, and then which is about halfway. I mean, it's halfway through the cave. Yeah. And then you turn around and you go back out. Well, I got to tell you, all of this water that's been coming up and we've been having is going into the area lakes. I mean, ta- uh, Table Rock is actually above. They're, they're nine nine. Uh, 15 is the power pool and they're like at 922 right now so they're way up and they are spilling over into Taney Como Taney Como just has a are spillway Are still open? Uh, I do not rock? know that I didn't notice any like I didn't look off that direction Text Corey because he will know so. yeah. He's kind of in a cave <laughs> He's in the cave but he will know yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no because uh, Taney Como can't get above a certain amount because before it's too much it's pressure a spillway well yeah it's just a spillway but bull shoals is way up i mean when i come across and see shadow rock park if you go like into forsyth or that like area 76, just stays flooded all the time now. it has been down but it is almost up to the bridge like i don't know the last time i saw shadow rock park really Oh my gosh! Like it's just well, been don't a, go now. <laughs> it's just been underwater like, every time I've gone for years. Like it just never. It's goes way down. flooded, and and uh, my buddy Phil, because we were out there, he's like, because he comes from Miriam Woods. He comes from the the north side. I always come from the south side, so I'm crossing that big bridge mm-hmm. across Bull Shoals, and I've seen it where the water is almost up and lapping next to the bridge. Mm-hmm. That's scary. It gets scary when it's that close to the yeah. bridge. But Bull Shoals is does. That's what it was designed to do. It was I've been to Table to Rock, where the water on the lake side, not the dam side, mm-hmm. on the lake side, yeah. 
is just right there next to the road. And that is it's really scary. freaky. Because when you normally drive over Table Rock, it's way down there. Oh, yeah. You're looking way down. There's a whole thing of rocks. and But no, when it's right up there next to the bridge, that's kind of like freaky looking. But Well, I mean, I think it'll go down. Because oh, yes. now we've had some dry. I mean, there's stuff coming up. in. But eh. if you need some entertainment ever. Yes. And this is to other people's misfortune. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but uh, we found it entertaining one time when uh, Table Rock was, we had a lot of flooding and all the dams were open everywhere and they were all spilling downhill. And we went over to Power Site Dam. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is not your typical dam that you can drive across. And no, that's the spillway. That, yes, that, it that, just spills right that, over the top. That's where the park is. That's where the disc golf park so is. So that yes. one is so flooded, you can no longer see the dam. I mean, right. it just starts, it just and becomes a waterfall, basically. Freaky, yes. So all of the docks, boats, trailer house, anything that wasn't secured yeah. from Taney Como <sighs> yes. just f- spills right over that dam. It's sad to watch, but... It's like a car crash. It's like, you know it's going to happen, so you have to watch it. It's entertaining it's like, in ah! itself, but just watching whole docks and pontoons just it's sad. spill over this. It's, it's very sad. It's very sad, but there's nothing you can do. I, well, I mean, it's like I can go save it. Yeah, I mean, I mean they can only do so much for flood insurance. control. I hope they have insurance. I hope they have flood insurance, and that's, that's all it. I can hope for. Oh, that's it. Well, thanks. So we've taken the podcast way down. <laughs> Let's bring it back up to Yo, a happy note. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> No, I know. I know what you mean. And and the longer we go with these stretches, right now, like we have what five days or six days of nothing, then we're going to kind of get some. It's like thank gosh, and I want to get out and play. I can't get out yes. and play if all everything's so squishy. I had to it's walk right. in the rain the other day. You've been walking a lot, yeah. I have, and the other day I actually it had stopped raining for a minute. And okay, I thought, oh, there's my break. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go walking, <laughs> and I have the baby during the week, so I loaded her up in her stroller. Mm-hmm. We that were, you watch, not your baby, but the one right you're when yeah. I watch. And I I go to head out the door, and it's pouring. Oh, I mean, no. we're talking like three minutes it took me to put her in the stroller, and it's pouring. I'm like, Ugh. but here's the thing: mm-hmm. I saw that it had stopped raining, and I'm like, but how long is this gonna last? So I pulled up the radar. There was <sighs> nothing. There was a clearing. Yes, yes, there was stuff coming, but there was a clearing. It was clear, and I ran it, playing it, and it was coming, but I'm like, I've got a few minutes. I'm going to go get my walk so in. So you figured it out. I have no idea where that rain came from because it was not showing on the radar. Well, but I got to give you applause because you did the right thing. And this system that went through was so bizarre. It's what we it call it. It rained all day. Well, it's called an MCV. Know what we that is? We talked about that last week. Do you remember what it is? I do not remember what it stands okay, it's for. Called, <laughs> it's called a mesoscale convective <laughs> vortex, or just a big area of low pressure that looks like a hurricane that's just spinning. And the the characteristics of these type of systems are these spot showers. Mm-hmm. And that's why it'll it'll swing through, and it'll rain really hard, and you're like, okay, well, I, and then it'll stop. And you're like, like you said, it's like, now I got to get out. And all of a sudden, bam, it's just raining again. Well, I went ahead. I waited for that one to stop. And it kind of stopped. I went outside. It was sprinkling. Yeah. But I'm like, that's okay. It wasn't lightning. Sprinkling's fine. Yeah. It wasn't lightning. It was just sprinkling. So I got her in her stroller. She's covered. So she can't get wet. I put on a hat. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> and I did. And so I walked in the rain. It was a very light rain. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like pouring on me. Exactly. It was a very light rain. But eventually... Halfway through my walk, it stopped. Uh huh. And I got to finish my walk dry. Yeah. 
but well, the raindrops I was determined. The raindrops are really close together. They were very tiny little. It's like almost tropical in a way. Yeah, it was not like a heavy hard rain or huh. one of those big drops that soak you. Yeah, I barely was just feeling anything. So well, see, I was with, I went to Springfield. My mom had a doctor's appointment. I took her to that, and and like you said, we we she lives just a little bit north of town, the Springfield, and her doctor's appointment is in the south part of town. So here we go on National. It's not raining. We get to middle uh, like division in Springfield, like halfway through. Pouring, pouring. Those are and, weird. And then it just quit once we got to like sunshine. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like you can see ahead. Yeah. And it's pouring right there. Yep. And you drive into it and you drive right back out of it. That's that's <laughs> the nature of, of these showers and thunder. It wasn't even really thunder. I mean, it didn't thunder we at all. We actually watched it one time. And I remember in our house, we could see it raining down the street. Oh, yeah. Like we yeah. could see it. it was pouring. and We were totally dry. But then we watched it like work its way. Like, we just watched... It was like a curtain closing. Yes. It was just yes. funny to watch, because it was like this rain came in, and it was like a curtain was closing, and it brought the rain, and it just moved its way <laughs> it down the street. Like it's these little pocket showers. Because yeah. usually, when it starts raining in your on your street, I mean, it just yeah. starts raining. But yeah, to work to work its way down the road was weird. <laughs> well, I, I, I just I just said it. <laughs> what I look on radar, I call them pocket. You just... Like a little pocket shower. Just something you just in your pocket, and then bam, it's just rain, and then everything else is great. So, But that... Yeah, I forgot to say that. It, it But that... Uh, MCV just stayed there for like days. It just spun. It went down to s- uh, southeastern Kansas. Then it started moving northeastward, and it d- and it finally got out of here. And then, of course, then you know the nice sunny weather came. It just so. rained all day that day. Well, I think it's time to get to the next segment. <laughs> How's your allergies? I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. I still have this tickle in my throat. If I get to talking or laughing or like, I still have these dry yeah. moments where like I will choke if I don't get a drink of water immediately. Oh, okay. You feel you feel the tickle going. Uh, okay. But other than that, I mean, I'm I'm still I'm taking my Claritin every day. I do it every other day now. I've just I've been trying to remember to take it every morning. Now today um, I started sneezing. It's like okay, it's a Claritin day <laughs> today. Well, and I also have this weird autoimmune disease that ah. causes me to randomly break out in hives. Okay, well, and, you need to take an antihistamine. Well, here's the then. thing is, like, I, I didn't realize that an antihistamine would help that. I mean, normal hives that are an allergic reaction or something like that, but this was... You're a nurse, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I'm saying, like I said, if it was an allergic reaction or something like that, but these are related to an autoimmune, so... Oh, so it's not... Okay, so it's not histamine It's just my related. body kind of fighting against itself. Gotcha. And But over the last... It rarely happens. Rarely. Oh, okay. okay. But over the last six months, I want to say, it was daily. Daily. That's I weird. would break out in these massive hives. Different place every day. One day it might be my That's arms. So Next day it might be my back. But they were driving me insane. Was because the they helping you? So that's what I noticed. The day when I started, when I got sick and I started taking the Claritin every day, I haven't broke out in hives once. Ah. So, so it, it it could be histamine related. I, it apparently is. So anyway, I've been taking Claritin every day, and I haven't had any. Re- I mean, I've carried a tube of Benadryl cream everywhere I went because <laughs> I can't take Benadryl. Yeah. It knocked me out. Well, yeah, oh god. So see, that's the thing with Benadryl. No, I can't take it. Like, <sighs> I'm hung over the whole next day. Oh, it is. So you know, the drug I carried awesome. Benadryl cream everywhere I went, and was constantly having to put it everywhere that my hives were. But oh gosh. 
Wait, cl- one, one. And those one clarity pills are little bitty. Teeny tiny. I take a little bitty, teeny tiny, 10 milligram in the morning <laughs> and crazy. I'm good the rest of the day. Well, I, I have to do that and the eye drop. My, my problem is I get the itchy eyes. I have, like, I have dry uh, eye anyway. That's part of the autoimmune. I don't make enough okay. tears. So oh, okay. I Karen carry. had that. Karen had that too. But yeah, to me, it's just itch. It's like itch, itch, itch. I itch, scratch they my just eyes. get dry. Well, the more I scratch my eyes and the redder they get, and it's like, what are you doing to my, my eyes? Well, anyway, it could so be pollen. I have not been, I've actually done really well. That's awesome. Wait, I'll, hang on. There, I'll give it <laughs> for both of us. I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I mean, what's a little different today? Okay, now the allergens are different today. Uh, the pollen report from uh, pollen.com said the predominant pollens are grasses, mulberry, and here's a new one. Walnut. Walnut is out and doing I didn't thing. realize walnut well, uh, was an allergen. Oh, pff, all those things are pollinated. <laughs> but, but I haven't seen walnut yet this year, so I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, I mean, today is, is high, obviously. Uh, Monday and Tuesday is medium high, 9.5. Wednesday, uh, that's where that... That's when the rain will yeah, come in. Yeah, those showers and storms coming in. Uh, medium low, 4.6. And on Thursday, we'll kind of get a little break going back up in 5.8. And I imagine Friday will probably be a little higher than that because... Uh, to get into the extended, I mean, it's going to be nice on Friday, but uh, yet another round of showers and thunderstorms could come in on Saturday. So if you are allergic to any, any and when we say this, the predominant pollens, that's just the top three. Those there's the top, other. There's other stuff going on. There's a, yeah. Plenty and, of others. And Corey always says ragweed. It's like, ragweed doesn't come out until like September. <laughs> <laughs> that we, one hits me hard every yeah, day. Yeah, that that that's later on. So all it well, is Gary is and I leave for camp next Monday. Ooh, okay. So and I mean I'm gonna be outdoors a lot. I'm hoping the allergens are not bad that week. Oh, I wish I could pr- predict them like next next week. We're gonna I mean we're gonna be right on the lake up Lake, the lake, of, the lake of the Ozarks. Oh, okay, way up north. The okay. camp is literally Right there on the lake. So oh, so you may or may not be able to do a podcast next week. If does Corey, Corey work next, like late next week? No, they're oh, not okay. open late, and I don't leave till Monday morning. So oh, okay, so you could do it. So I could still do it. Okay. See, for our pod- podcast listeners, this is something we'd normally talk about outside. I'll of the have pod- to see though. I mean, <laughs> I actually may. I have to take the little ones to my mom in Oklahoma because she's keeping them for the week. Oh. Well, um, we'll we'll talk. So about yeah, it. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. It may be just you and Corey next week. Uh, that's fine. Or just send Garen over. I'll go pick up Garen. Yeah. We'll do the thing. Let's you know, do it with Garen. That's a thought. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So um, it is almost. I, I forgot to mention. Uh, today is May 29th. It is the day before Memorial Day, which is 30th on Monday. Wednesday is June 1st. There's a lot happening on June 1st. First, it is the start of meteorological summer. Which technically Memorial Day. Yeah. It's like the unofficial start start of summer. Right, right. Yeah, and like the pools, like you said, your pool is open, all these pools are open. And it's also the Atlantic hurricane season starts that that day. Yeah, uh, uh, June 1st, it's like the big day or whatever. Uh, and the other reason I say that is because we got to start bringing back this next segment. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. We got some stuff out there. Now, it's not in the Atlantic, but we had a system, a little yellow orange x down there it's south of mexico 
that exploded, which would be the word... Bombogenesis. Yes, that's right. It bombed. Thank you. Thank you, Shara. And the only weather word I know. Well, you know, that's what we need this time of year. <laughs> it pretty much bombed. And the reason we say that is it within two days, it went from a tropical depression, which is not even a tropical storm, to as of 7 p.m. tonight, almost a category three hurricane. Hurricane Agatha is 160 miles southwest of Puerto Angel, Puerto Angel, I think, Mexico. Uh, maximum sustained winds is 110 miles per hour, uh, which makes it a Category 2. And a Category 3 hurricane, considered major, is 111 miles an hour. It is one mile an hour off from becoming a major hurricane. Uh, central minimum pressure is 964 millibars, and yesterday it was like 980-something, so it bombed out. It is moving northeast now at 5 miles per hour. It kind of it kind of went north and a little northwest, and then uh, the 4 o'clock update said it was going northeast at 1 mile per hour, but they were talking about, yeah, it's going to get caught up in a flow coming in, and it actually did, and now it's increasing at 5 miles per hour to the northeast, and it's going to slam into the, um, uh, what did I say, like Puerto Angel or something? On hell, if it's... I, I and it says angel, but I don't. Right, speak. if it's in Mexico, it's probably on hill. On on hill, okay, okay, we'll say that. I don't know Puerto on hill, uh, <laughs> Mexico. Uh, my apologies to any of the Mexicans as, as Spanish speaking people, but uh, any, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it. So the question we're gonna we have is uh, right where it's going to go on shore. There's a lot of mountainous areas, so it, it's probably gonna fall apart really fast. But some of the upper remnants could cross over and go into the Gulf of Mexico, which would mean it would be a trans-ocean. Oh, affecting both of them. Yeah, there, there's a word for that. I now, don't know what it is. I don't either. I was, that's why I was hoping. Corey, I, <laughs> you I, thought I would know it? Well, no, I didn't, actually. <laughs> Trans-oceanic. Yeah, trans-oceanic. Tropical I'll system. I'll make up a word. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I do that all the time. Um, there is a word for it. Now, we don't know if it's actually going to do that and cross and be- become anything. It could be just remnants going into the Gulf of Mexico and then bam, it's just gone. So we don't know. It's something to watch. Uh, and if it if it does do something, it could that could be the first Atlantic, Gulf of Mexico Atlantic hurricane thing going on. So we just have to watch that. Oh. What? Looking it up. Are you uh, look, look it up? Not finding anything yet, but I'll let you know. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the weather school, and that'll that'll let you look that up, and we'll talk about it in the other news. Uh, this weather school this week is meteorological versus astronomical seasons, so you know why uh, those two things are there. Astronomical is the actual sun. You know, like the 21st of June, but Mm. the meteorological starts on the first of the month. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. We are officially in meteorological summer now. But how does that differ with astronomical summer?
meteorologists and climatologists break down the seasons into groupings of three months based on the annual temperature cycle as well as our calendar. We generally think of winter as the coldest time of the year and summer as the warmest time of the year, with spring and fall being the transition seasons, and that is what the meteorological seasons are based on. Meteorological spring includes March, April, and May. Meteorological summer includes June, July, and August. Meteorological fall includes September, October, and November. And finally, meteorological winter includes December, January, and February. By following the civil calendar and having less variation in season length and season start, it becomes much easier to calculate seasonal statistics from the monthly statistics, both are which very useful for agriculture, commerce, and a variety of other purposes. The equinoxes mark the time when the sun passes directly above the equator. In the northern hemisphere, the summer solstice falls on or around June 21st, and the winter solstice on or around December 22nd. The vernal or spring equinox on or around March 21st, and the autumnal equinox on or around September 22nd. These seasons are reversed, but begin on the same dates in the southern hemisphere. The Earth actually travels around the Sun in 365.24 days, so an extra day is needed every fourth year, creating what we know as leap year. This also causes the exact date of the solstices and the equinoxes to vary. Astronomical timing as the basis for designating the temperate seasons dates back at least to the Julian calendar used by the ancient Romans. It continues to be used on many modern Gregorian calendars worldwide, although some countries like Australia, New Zealand, and Russia prefer to use meteorological reckoning. The precise timing of the seasons is determined by the exact times of transit of the sun over the tropics of Cancer and Capricorn for the solstices and the times of the sun's transit over the equator for the equinoxes, or a transitional date close to these times. These astronomical seasons are not of equal length because of the elliptical nature of the orbit of the Earth. From the March equinox, it currently takes 92.75 days until the June solstice, then 93.65 days until the September equinox, 89.85 days until the December solstice, and finally 88.99 days until the March equinox. There are also six ecological seasons. First, there's the pre-vernal, early or pre-spring, and that's from February to March. Deciduous tree buds begin to swell. Some types of migrating birds fly from winter to summer habitats. There's vernal, which is spring, and that's from March to late April. Tree buds burst into leaves. Birds establish territories and begin mating and nesting. There's the estival, which is the high summer, and that begins in June in the most temperate climates. Trees are in full leaf, birds hatch and raise offspring. There's the serotonal or late summer, 
and that generally begins mid to late August. Deciduous leaves begin to change color in higher latitude locations, above 45 degrees north. Young birds reach maturity and join other adult birds preparing for autumn migration. The transitional harvest season begins by early September. There's the autumnal, and that generally begins from mid to late September. Tree leaves in full color then turn brown and start falling to the ground. Birds start migrating back to their wintering areas. And finally, there's hibernal, which is winter. It begins in December in mild temperate and November in the cool temperate. Deciduous trees are bare and fallen leaves begin to decay. Migrating birds are settled into their winter habitats. A little fun fact. In the winter, anywhere from January 2nd through January 5th, the Earth is actually closest to the Sun, or what we call periapsis. And on the flip side, in summer, anywhere from July 4th through July 7th, the Earth is farthest away from the Sun, or apoapsis. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And that should tell you everything you need to know about why there's a difference between meteorological and astronomical seasons. You, enli- you got enlightened mm-hmm. there. You Boy, Shara is, she, her brain is My just. My mind is so overwhelmed, I'm just not even sure what to say. She's over there just I'm tingling. Speechless. It's speechless, totally speechless. <laughs> Which is rare for me. <laughs> Very rare. You can ask my husband and my family. <laughs> I love it. Mama always has something to say. <laughs> okay, well, it's time for the next segment, which is in other news. I've got a couple <laughs> of things. I think Shira's got something, too. In um, other news? What? Shira? Yeah, oh, I don't talk during this. Well, that's because I sent you stuff. But I found this before you guys saw You actually did. So I'm proud of myself. Wait, I will. I'll give, I'll give you we'll a little bit of applause. Okay, a little applause on that. So that's enough. So... <laughs> All right, so what I've got, the, this is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, people are going to be out on the lakes, so I wanted to give a whole bunch of safe boating tips from the National Weather Service. Uh, first of all, uh, high winds and waves. Reduce your speed and head to shore. Uh, you know, if it's really, really windy, just be really careful. Slow down, because if the wind is really strong, it's going to throw your boat around. Duh. You know, storm or not, and we've got we're going to have what we call breezy conditions this you know this holiday weekend. So the wind's going to be maybe you get an occasional gust, maybe to twenty twenty four miles an hour. Plus there's just a ton of people on the water, so exactly there's a ton. It's exactly. always safe to just go a little bit slower and watch out for other people. Yeah, because the wakes. If you go fast, you're going to create a big wake, and that's going to make the other boaters really mad. And watch out for kayakers. Please do. People don't care about us. We'll be out kayaking and boats will just go flying by us. They don't slow down and they'll get right next to us. That's not and, nice. And yes, we're floating and, and most of the time we will ride those waves. Okay. But but still. You just <laughs> you never know. know. One of these times it's going to turn us over and it terrifies me every time. Me too. It's I, like, I mean, common courtesy, especially when we're out there with little kids in our boat. Yes, that's what it is. It's I'm like, like, common courtesy, slow down or move away from us. It's like the bike lane on a road. It's like, you know, it's made for everybody. So if you see people, 
uh, on kayaks especially, slow down. You can go fast after that. So anyway, uh, after uh, <laughs> cold water, which is Taney Como, actually. Um, if you would happen to get into some cold water, remain calm and control your breathing. Now, I think this is more Arctic water, but, you know, Taney Como is not that warm. There, I'm, There's been warnings out about Taney Como. Really? Most of them are in the colder months. But I have also read that if you fall in in the summer, I, I mean, it's a shock to the body. If it's 100 degrees outside and you oh, fall yeah. in 40 degree water, it's a shock to the system. Well, I mean, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be really that cold, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, it really doesn't because your body that. temperature is ninety eight point six basically, and yeah. if you walk in, even go in fifty degree water, that's that's a shock. But if you are full body in. It's going to kind of shock the system. So it's like, yeah, slow your breathing, get to shore, get dried off. Yeah, because that'd be the first thing I do is panic, go <laughs> like that, and I'd run out of breath and run out of energy. So uh, what they say is remain calm, control your breathing, minimize your time in the water. Duh, what you just said, go to shore. Get again. out of it. Get dry and warm as fast as you can. And the, light, the, the last thing, uh, <laughs> know your action, lightning, storms. If a storm is approaching, please remain weather aware. If you hear thunder, it's time to stay in your cabin. If you cabin. can hear it, you're close enough. To yeah. It. I mean, it can come on you What fast. is that? Was that afraid? If, if thunder roars, go. Go indoors. Indoors. Or I said to Head shore. Head to the shore. Head to shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay. Yeah. Just but, be But I mean, be wise. check your weather before you go out. Don't. Don't be caught in the middle of something out in the middle of the water or the lake because they can come on quickly. Exactly. Those pop-ups can hit quickly. So, I mean, check your weather and your radar before even heading out for the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in, in the pop-ups, like you said, I mean, fortunately, we're not going to have a lot of pop-ups this time, but this could happen any time of year. And most people take their phones out on their boats now. So, yeah, and, and check you know, your radar throughout the day. And when I'm looking at it and I issue a lake alert, you know, it's like, hey, lake alert, we got storms coming. Do you know how many shares we get from mm-hmm. that? Like 80. We get shares all over the place. And people and those, are doing. And those outdoor warning systems are for you. Yes, the outdoor you warning sirens. On the lake. Uh-oh. Okay, there we go. Uh-oh. Okay, so <laughs> that's what I have. I think I have something else. But, uh, oh, okay. So, Shara, you've got something, don't you? And you told, you told me before I even. Well, I it. saw it. I don't remember where I saw it. I was just reading the news or current times or something. <laughs> yeah. And I texted Corey because he loves meteor showers. Yes. And he's always on top of it. He knows when they are, when we need to be outside watching for them. And so I was like, you know, I'm hearing, I'm reading about this particular one. And I didn't even know anything. And I texted <laughs> Corey. I'm like, have you heard about this that's supposed to happen Monday, May 30th? And he's like... No. Really? Oh, and wow. And I texted you, and you hadn't I heard had of it? I had no idea, yeah. This rarely happens that I know anything the guys don't know, so <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, hold on. Let me take this in for a minute. Like, is this what you guys feel like all the time? You just feel like you know everything? Like, like this is a cool feeling. Like, Pretty much, I, I yeah. Feel, I feel above you It feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> like, it let great. me just revel in this for yeah. a minute. <laughs> I'll give you some kids. <clears throat> wait, wait. There. <laughs> I was like, I don't want any more kids. I got five. Oh, okay, don't good give point. me any kids. Okay, good point. Okay. Okay, so boom or bust. This is how the meteor storm is. And apparently this happens, but most of the times it's a bust. But yeah. <clears throat> this was from a comet that exploded years and years and years and years and years ago. Um, so it's up there. All the particles are floating around in the okay. atmosphere. But yeah. apparently this year, astronomers are hopeful 
that Earth and are lined up with that atmosphere perfectly. Okay. To be able to see it. Wow. It, so, like, it's been there for years, but we've been spun around or, you know, whatever. Oh, where we can't just see not it. quite in the right trajectory. So apparently, okay. the U.S. is supposed to be lined up in the right spot where we can see it this year. Mm-hmm. If we stay on course, um, it says that it could release, like, up to a thousand meteors per hour. What? <laughs> A thousand an hour? It says astronomers are focused on a clumping of cometary debris. If positioned just right in Earth's orbital track, it could spark an outburst of meteors. Wow. It's called a uh, Tau Herculid meteor shower. Oh, the, the, okay. Uh, okay. So, I mean, normally... T-A-U, right? Yeah. Tau, okay. It yeah. ordinarily results in just a trickle of shooting stars. So you said cow. It's like, what? Tau, T-A-U. Tau. <laughs> okay. So, like, this happens every year, and it ordinarily results in just a trickle of shooting stars between mid-May and mid-June. But, you know, most people, you know, yeah, you might see one here Yeah, there. okay, but right, right, right. This year, we're, if we're lined up just right... Because the little I, the little I read says it's going to be spectacular or it's going to or be nothing. nothing. That's yeah. That's the thing is there is no in between. It's either going to be like amazing or a bust. But do, shouldn't they know? Because they, don't astronomers know stuff? I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. It's like weather. It's a prediction. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. The predicted peak suggests the peak of the shower will come at. 5 UTC, okay. which Rando tells me is midnight our time. Right, central time. We're UTC minus 5 right now. On May 31st, so that would be tomorrow night. Uh, right. Tonight's Sunday, yeah, so that would be Monday Memorial night. Day night, yeah, tomorrow so night. So when to watch is overnight on the night of May 30th, 31st for us in the Americas. Um, if you're elsewhere in the world, which I don't know if anybody else listens to us, um, yeah, prob- you got to well, translate Israel, the predicted <laughs> time to your time zone. But <laughs> right. uh, it's unknown the duration it just says watch around the predicted peak for watchers on half the globe. That peak will come at daylight. Um, in case watch is possible, the predicted uh, will appear radiant. I, I mean, it's just if we see it, it looks to be impressive. I, I think I read one thing where it said they're going to be going slow across the sky. Yeah, it says no one knows exactly, but this could be a true meteor storm. Wow. And the last one was the famous Leonid meteor storm of 1966. The Leonids are predictable. But, I mean, the, the intensity is not predictable, right. but the and, Leonids And that one was the last big one, and that one they fell at rates of 40 per second. So, that's a lot. Wait, for, 40, 40 per meteors se- per second. Per second? Per second. Wait a minute. i got to calculate that. So, that, so 40 per second... So I'm going to times that by 60, right? So that would be 2,400 a minute? Holy cow. It said... Oh, my Lord. um, People who were there and remember it, um, they were emanating from a single point in the sky. People who watched the 1966 Leonid shower said they felt they had to clutch the ground. So strong was the impression of Earth moving through space. Wow. Because they were falling so forcefully at them, like so, like they felt like they were moving. Well, that'd be 2,400 a minute, but we're talking maybe 1,000 an hour. hour. That's exciting to us. Uh, Nowadays? Oh my gosh. I mean, I picture that the 2,400 a minute. I I picture that scene in Star Wars. Oh, uh huh. When they're looking out the front of the 
don't hate me, Star Wars fans. My children are huge <laughs> Star Wars fans, but I don't know the, the yeah, I don't Millennium either. Falcon, I don't <laughs> Millennial Falcon, and and they do in their you know they go into their warp speed, whatever, and <laughs> all the lights are flying at them. <laughs> that's what I imagine that was. I mean, that's what it said. It felt like from the ground they were coming at him so the fast. Le- the Leonids back, yes. back then. I can't. So, I can't imagine. I can't even imagine a thousand a an hour. My gosh. So okay. So <laughs> let me get my calculator back out. Make sure to watch a dark sky area. You don't want to be in town with a lot of city lights and things like that because those will obstruct your view. Okay. So oh, okay. So a thousand divided by sixty is sixteen. So maybe sixteen a minute. Which is still a lot. If you're looking, min- at, uh, yeah. If I mean, like, si- yeah, we've, exactly. in meteor showers, we've went out. We've seen one, uh, yeah, maybe or two right. every five minutes. <laughs> right, right, right. Know. Yeah, that's what I do with my with with my kind of grandson Logan. We'd sit out there and it's like, but see, he would see a lot more than I would. He was like ten. So he would see. Well, a, he would like, see a lot more than I would. <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's all dependent on which way you're looking because we would sometimes right. be looking, and I'd be like, "Oh, there's one," you uh-huh, know. But uh-huh. Corey was looking over this way, and you know, it just that's you're like, true. Oh, where? But that's and they bizarre. were so fast, you know, they just whoop, you had to be looking in the right time. But these sound like they're slower moving, and are yeah. going to be brighter. Well, hopefully, I mean, if I'd- we hit that right. That's the thing. If we hit the right thing, and the people will be listening to this podcast, hopefully tomorrow. Tomorrow, (laughs) so hopefully they can get out there tomorrow night. So if you listen to it Tuesday, sorry. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, tomorrow, all day tomorrow, tomorrow night, midnight, I'm going to be out. I'm going to be out probably like 11 o'clock, because the weather is beautiful. The weather is absolutely, like we're in the 60s. That's perfect meteor watching weather. I think that's, I was trying to read to see if there was... Anything more? Sorry. No, no, you're okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's all I got for now. But that's awesome. I hope it happens. I hope it happens too. That's I mean, and and I'm gonna make a, a big post too on on our page because some people have these time lapse cameras. You, you, you know, just be, open up the shutter. I mean, if you get stuck, I that's can totally be see Corey setting up his camera tomorrow if it looks like it's gonna happen. I see Corey set up oh, the time lapse. Yeah. Well, Corey has probably set the drone up to like Andromeda and <laughs> just stuff like that. Yeah. So let's watch that. Okay. So the other thing I had in, the, in other news, um, we talked about it last week and I knew there was a system, but I had absolutely no idea what the system was. Uh, but I looked it up and now I can freely share it with all of our listeners. Um, we had, before Hurricane Agatha became a tropical storm, we had what we call an Invest 90L. Okay. What's a 90 mean? What's the L mean? You know, what What does all that mean? And I knew, but I that couldn't... Was, I remember you guys asking about that last yeah. week. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. Now I know, and I'm going to remember it because I keep going over it in my head. Okay. What they do when they have what with what an Invest is basically an area <clears throat> of investigation. investigation. Exactly. Oh, wait. Wait, ah, there, yes, they're investigating sometimes something. Sometimes I listen to y'all. Well, well sometimes that's that's good. Occasionally, yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but uh, when you, when you have an invest, you have a number and you have a letter. Now, the numbers, I think this is weird personally. They start at ninety and they go to ninety nine, and once you get past ninety nine, it goes back to ninety. So, if you have invest ninety nine, so what L, do they mean? Well, it, it's Why like, do they do that? Well, uh, 
got me scratching Ethel. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, because we've gone through like invest ninety L, and then we go through nine, you know, and it goes keeps going up, and then we have ninety nine L, and then once that storm dissipates, and there's a new invest they want to watch, it goes back to ninety L, because they don't there's there's ten of them, so that they we're not going to have ten invests at once. Okay, but so they go ninety to ninety nine, and they rotate. Why now, start at ninety? You know, why not one? Why don't you ask the National <laughs> Hurricane Center? I don't know. So many things I do not understand. I, I you know, I, I thought that was odd too. Now, this is I happens- think it's because they're just super smart scientists and they want to make the rest of the world sound dumb. So they <laughs> come up with sense. these like outlandish things. It's like, like, why are you doing that? Let's call it this. <laughs> yeah. Just to confuse and, them. And that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. And this is all over the world, and you'll see in a second. Now the letters actually have a meeting that is understandable. Okay, are you ready for this? Okay, if you have Invest 90L, it would be the first investigation it, it, investigation of a tropical system. L means the Northern Atlantic. Why not an N? Well, or an N-A. Well, just wait till you hear all of the letters. There's tons of letters. Oh, I don't want to hear them all then. Oh, well, I'm going to say them. So just, go, okay. <laughs> tons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you have an Invest 90L, it's the first invest in the North Atlantic. L is North Atlantic. When you get to the Northeast Pacific, the letter is E. So if you have what we had in the Eastern Pacific was Invest 90E. That's the first invest, and E means Northeastern Pacific. Now, uh, when you get to the North Central Pacific, that's a C. So the first invest of a North, North, North Central Pacific storm would be 90C. You get the, get the thing, okay? Northwest Pacific is W. The North Indian Ocean, which is the Bay of Bengal, is B, the North Indian Ocean, and the Arabian Sea is A. Okay, so it kind of makes sense. Kind of. The Southwest Indian Ocean and the Australian uh, reg, I don't know what reg is, uh, is S, which is west of the 135th East Latitude. No, Longitude, parallel, whatever. Australian reg, whatever that is, in South Pacific is east of east of 135 east. That's a P. <laughs> South Atlantic, okay, so south of the equator is Q. So if you have the first invest of the South Atlantic, it's 90 Q. And the Mediterranean, that's easy. Mediterranean would be Mediterranean. M. There you go. It's M. Yeah. So there is a system. The, the the thing that just is bizarre to me, it goes 90 to 99 and it starts over 90 to 99 again. The, the letters kind of make sense because Atlantic, Atlantic, Eastern, Northeastern Pacific would be E, North Central Pacific would C, Northwest Pacific is W, so West, I don't know. So it's very, very interesting. So that's what we were talking about at that point. Okay, so now all half of our listeners have fast forwarded. So uh, they're, they're asleep. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. You're still here. You're still here. Okay, uh, so that's all I had, and I think that's all you had. Wouldn't share on internet. That's all I got. That's it. Okay, so let's get to the next segment. 
get ready to get educated in Shara's fun. Facts are this week in weather history, whichever one she has prepared for today. Do you have something for today? I have a little something. Okay, a little's good because we're just talking and having fun. We're gonna so. we're gonna go back in time. Oh, I don't have my back in time <clears throat> drop. Okay, anyway. Well, not actually. <laughs> to fun facts. Oh, fun facts. We're gonna have fun facts. I don't have any this. I mean, there was this week in weather history, but fun facts were funner. Good. Okay, I like that. So, I mean, we're gonna do some Memorial Day. <gasps> nice. Okay. That's tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Um, Memorial Day was originally called Decoration Day. <clears throat> Hmm. To honor the deceased soldiers, um, they would decorate graves of their fallen comrades with flowers, flags, and wreaths. It was originally just for Civil War. It was a Civil War thing. But over the years, they just decided to start decorating the graves of all fallen from all wars. And any, it didn't even have to be a war. Anybody that died in military. That's why people will get flowers and decorate yes, the graves. decorate okay. graves. And, gotcha. and then it just became a memorial of... Everyone, let's just remember anyone that's ever died. Sure, we love. okay. Um, hence, Decoration Day, you know, because they put flowers and flags and wreaths. But although Memorial Day became its official title in the 1880s, the holiday didn't legally become Memorial Day until 1967. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, it is legally required to observe a national moment of remembrance. I don't think you'll go to jail if you forget, but it's legally required. My goodness. Uh, in December of 2000, Congress passed a law requiring Americans to pause at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day to remember and honor the fallen. Um, it doesn't appear to be common knowledge. If you ask around, nobody's heard of it. But, And I think by 3 p.m., most people are like in a hot dog hamburger and I was coma. Say, yeah. <laughs> they're in barbecue mode in at that food point coma but right if if you you know hey three o'clock local time you're supposed to stop and observe a moment of silence okay i'll do following. that tomorrow i will do that interesting more than 36 million people will travel at least 50 miles from home this memorial day uh, at least that's what AAA estimates <laughs> Okay. Um, and that's the highest total since the recession. Like, was it 2007, 2008, the recession? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. Around. Okay. So, even with the gas prices. But no. I think it's, you know, at least 50 miles. I think people kind of hang out close to home, go see family. And, yeah, well. Instead of doing those big trips. Well, from Springfield to Joplin is, what, 70 but but Branson to Springfield is like only like 40. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, not bad. Uh, grab your tongs and get busy. Memorial Day is the second most popular day for barbecues and drinking brews, <laughs> topped only by 4th of July. Many manufacturers of residential grills, grilling accessories, paper products, and food packaging ramp up their production in preparation for this iconic day. Um... If you're, I'm sorry, you're, he's just, losing it over there. No, barbecues and drinking brews. And brews. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just made me just really not, fun. Not at. barbecues and bruises. Don't no, hurt no, yourself. No, no, no. Barbecues and drinking brews. I had to write that down because that's hysterical. Or okay. lemonade if you don't do that kind of thing. There you go. If you're ready for a barbecue, you aren't alone. 57% of Americans will be grilling on Memorial Day. What they'll be grilling, you ask? Burgers, 85%. Mm -hmm. Steaks, 80%. 
was kind of shocked by that one. Wow. Okay. Hot dogs, 79%. That's what I would think. And chicken, 73%. So I would think hot dogs because that's like the hot dog thing. Ours was always hamburgers, hot dogs. That was just our okay, thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's estimated that over 800 hot dogs are eaten on Memorial Day per second. What? Second. <laughs> per, okay. So this means nearly 72 million hot dogs are eaten on this day alone. That's a lot of dogs. Oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, Memorial Day is considered, as we said, the official, unofficial kickoff to the hot dog eating season. That's true. Summer, right. And if you wanted to do the math and see how many extra packages of hot dog yes, rolls yes. are going to be needed to, to be balance out the hot dog bun ratio yes, packaging problem. Yes, yes. Uh, I have the answer. Mm, mm-hmm. The reason for the bun shortage is logistical. Hot dog rolls are baked in pans that hold eight rolls, coming off the trays in two sets of four buns each. That's why they're still attached in the package. Oh, right. Okay. Meanwhile, hot dog distributors chose the number of hot dogs in a package, typically 10, uh-huh. uh, in the 1940s based on the weight. You know, you sell a pound of meat, whatever. Right, so 16 right. 16 okay. ounces. So, so 10, it, 10 would make. It's yeah. based on the weight, not so much the 10 dogs. And But it doesn't equal out. You know, they, they, they did it and they never looked back. <laughs> Okay. Like, Screw it. This is the way it's it, going it to be. It is true. They say there's two now, in the package. In my family, this works. Okay. Because I have two little ones that don't want the bun. Oh, okay. So yeah. it works out perfect for us because <laughs> they get the extra two hot dogs that don't have a bun. Perfect. Interesting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. That's all I got. Oh, that's it? But that's okay. Be- you know, oddly, I have to tell you, it's this is strange. I was at the Country Marts, and I was going to get a st- uh, like a T-bone because I thought I just want to you know do a T-bone or whatever. It's so expensive just oh, for yeah. one little T-bone. But I looked, and there was this two-pound rump roast that looked great for less than well, the T-bone. Rump roast is cheaper than steak. Yeah, and I thought I'm going to get that. So now I'm trying to figure out how am I going to cook it with. <laughs> Potatoes and carrots, I of got, course. I got pota- I need to go get carrots. My I mom was... I don't like cooked carrots, so... Oh, really? I don't know why. I love raw carrots. I will eat them and dip them in vegetable dip, you know. I, That's really good. And broccoli, fresh broccoli and... I, like, I, don't, oh. eat, I don't eat raw vegetables other but than carrots. carrots. You can. I don't eat raw broccoli. I don't eat... I, nope. I don't know why. I like raw carrots. I don't like them cooked, but I don't like... I like cooked broccoli, but not raw. <clears throat> One of them weird people. My mom likes cauliflower. I, I do not like cauliflower. I, I do not like cauliflower. Sorry, um, mom. <laughs> if you cook it in something and I don't know what's there, I can eat it, but not uh, raw. Definitely not raw. My buddy Gary had this recipe for pizza crust. Yes, I've had cauliflower pizza dough. It's delicious. And it's like mixed with Parmesan cheese yes, and some other yes. things. And like an egg or that something. That I could do. It was That's delicious. And it was fine, but. Just raw cauliflower. No. My mom used to make it where she would just like steam it, put a little bit of butter on it when I was growing up. and I do that to, to, to Brussels sprouts. I, I don't even eat Brussels sprouts. I don't cook them. I don't want to cook them. They stink. <laughs> I don't get They, they like, kind of stink. They yeah. do not look appetizing in any way. <laughs> They're like little bitty cabbages. I don't but know. if I'm eating roast, it, I will eat just roast and potatoes. That's me. And pour some gravy over That's them. me. I mean, now I do like broccoli if it's cooked. 
I'll, do, I'll probably yes, do that I'll tomorrow. eat it if it's cooked and smothered in cheese. Oh yes. But I. Okay. I I feel You're for making people, me hungry. I feel for people having to buy meat from the store right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yes, we have bought a couple of of like ribeyes in the past, not really recently. That I mean, yeah, we paid thirty four bucks for two large ribeyes, yeah. but the two large ribeyes fed our entire family. Because they were so big, but yeah, that's the thing. If it works out, yeah, that's but why. We, yeah. You know, my mom and dad live on a cattle farm. There you go. So all of my meat. Well, that's what. That's why I thought if I got a rump, kind of free rump, for me. Yeah, I mean the, the two pound rump rows. I mean it doesn't seem like much, but I live alone, so it's like that's going to feed me for a while. I know? have a roast in my freezer. I have a couple of steaks. I have a few steaks my mom brought me. Yeah. We get all of our hamburger meat from them, so mm, I I love hamburger. Yes, my, my grocery bill has definitely gone up with these <laughs> prices lately, but I'm it not is. having to buy meat, which is yeah. a huge. Well, my buddy savings. Gary told me that he found out that tomorrow Memorial Day is National Hamburger Day. It's like all you got to do is of look on Facebook. Yeah, we talked about this. Like on Facebook, I told him it's like okay. Well, if you look on Tuesday, what's that National What Day? <laughs> you know, it's like Facebook has to say it's, it's always something. everything's a different National Day. It is okay. Uh, so now that all the, now that the rest of the people have like turned off the podcast, <laughs> they got hungry and went to the store. I know I, I'm hungry Ooh, now steak. too. So. <laughs> all right, so let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. <laughs> it's a weird word, my buddy Gary. Thank you for this word. <laughs> okay, Sherry's looking. Very perplexed and like, okay, what? I, you know, I'm going to say it the way I think it sounds fun. Okay. Suziggy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Sizai guy? <laughs> Keep going. Sizigi. 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 I give up. <laughs> You're really close. Okay. So technically. <laughs> So, Sisogy. The, oh, there you go. <laughs> Sisogy. The, 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 the word is Sisogy. It's spelled, spell the word. It doesn't even look like it's spelling it anything. Yeah. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Yeah. Three Ys. So there's really no technical. There's no vowels. I mean, technical technically. vowels. Right. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Sisogy. So, Shara. Oh, wait. I, you said it right. Hey, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, good. So, what does syzygy mean? A syzygy is the nearly straight line configuration of three celestial bodies, such as the sun, moon, and earth, during a solar or lunar eclipse. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just, just three celestial bodies in a line. So, so, so when we have, like, a lunar equi- equi- lunar eclipse... <laughs> Oh God! I'm 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 throwing it's this whole pocket. It is getting late. Uh, uh, like like a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse. It's because three, like the Earth, the Moon, and the Sun, are in a line, and that's called a syzygy. I'm still looking at my thing. It says barbecues and drinking brews. <laughs> I still look at that. I thought that was so funny. Okay. Anyway. It's the only way I could word it. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, we hope everybody is going to have a very safe. Please be safe. Yes. And Memorial to add to Day. your boating tips, wear a life jacket. 
Please wear a life jacket. I think that's legal now. If, the, if you're over 12, you don't have to have it on. Oh, you really? You have to have it in the boat. If you're over 12, you don't have to have yeah, it on? 12 and under, just they have to have it on at all times. But if you're I'm, over 12... I'm sorry. I'm in my upper 50s. If I go on a boat, I'm having a life jacket on. I'm sorry. I kind of always have mine just on me, maybe not snapped up. But it, but it's there. So it's if something there. would happen, you could like put it on. It. And I can swim briefly, so... Yeah. Yeah, and Memorial Day, we want everybody to have a wonderful Memorial Day. This is, I think, one of the most wonderful weather Memorial Days we've had. And the same goes for no drinking and driving, no drinking and boating. <laughs> yes, have a designate. If you're going to drink and driving boat. still driving an, an, an autocraft that's... Right, you know, I mean, well, you know, if you're going to drink, have a designated driver. Yeah. You know, do what you want, but if you're not driving, you're cool. Safe. Remember, there's families on the lake. There's little kids on the lake. There are kayakers on watch that lake. Watch for the kayakers. Yeah, please watch for the kayakers. So, wow. <clears throat> yeah, so Corey's working. So what are you guys going to do tomorrow? Memorial Day. <laughs> Probably clean. Yeah. Do laundry. I'm sure we'll go swimming. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I think I'm going to go play disc golf in the morning, and I'm not going to go out this house. I have the baby... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every week. Oh, okay. So I don't get a lot done those four days. Oh, so, so you're gonna, like, that's your day. <laughs> yeah, Monday, Tuesday is kind of my catch-up day to get my house all cleaned back up. Oh. And, and also, I got to go. I got to take me and Garen shopping. We got to have clothes for camp. Oh, that's right. And whatever so other things. We, so we'll talk like later this week of yeah. who's going to do the podcast or if I just need to do something else. So We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, everybody have a safe day. I think it's time to probably wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week and have a safe Memorial Day, and we'll see you on the next Stormdar Weather Podcast. Bye.